right, all right, all right. This is the Investment Banking Insights Podcast. Hello, my name is Alex Mason and I am your host. This is the show where we're exploring both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking to help you get on the right foot in your journey for recruiting and beyond. And I'm just really excited here because we've been going through a lot of different really interesting aspects of just accounting fundamentals, really trying to master these basics. And we've talked about the balance sheet. We've talked about the income statement. Now let's keep going to talk about the cash flow statement. This is the third and final financial statement that you're really going to need to know. So what's the purpose of this document? We know that the balance sheet tells you what a company owns versus what it owes. We know that an income statement tells you about profitability. But what, what is cash flow about? Well, it's about tracking the movement of cash in and out of a business over time. That is the purpose of the cash flow statement. And you can imagine how this is useful, right? If you can see the cash flows of a business over time, you can then come up with projections of what cash might look like in the future and therefore value a future business. You see where I'm going with this? <laughs> We're going to get into discounted cash flows later in this podcast, but this is just kind of laying the foundation, right? And that's how this ties into everything else. Now, in principle, this type of financial statement has really been around for hundreds of years before the introduction of accrual accounting methods. However, it was formally adopted and defined by an organization called the Financial Accounting Standards Board or FASB, all the way back in 1987. Because you see, before that, US corporations used to provide their financials in terms of just two documents, the income statement and the balance sheet. That was really all that they had. But it was deemed useful to make this transition because business owners and investors saw it fit to help clarify the past cash flows of a business in order to project future cash flows. Because after all, a corporation can technically be profitable, but run out of cash to run its operations. So if you don't have cash to run your operations, it doesn't matter what the income statement says in terms of profitability. I mean, you might not be around very much longer unless you raise some money. So that's why it was important for the entire financial community to adopt these standards. So that's a little bit about where the cash flow statement comes from and why we have it. So just like we did with the income statement, let's kind of walk through the cash flow statement and how it's broken out. So the cash flow statement at the very top, it starts with a certain amount of cash that the corporation has. And then it works its way down towards ways of getting cash and using cash and results in the ending cash amount over the period. So for example, for the year 2023, you might have a pizza franchise that has $7 million in cash at the beginning of the year. And then a bunch of things happen. And then at the end of the year, it has $8 million in cash. Now, what happens in between is really where the magic happens, right? Because that's where you and I can see at the business level what's going on. And there are three ways that a company can get cash. And I'm just speaking generally here. So first of all, it can make the cash in its normal operating activities. So normal operating activities. This is the actual business. If you're a pizza franchise, you can make cash by selling pizzas. Very simple. 
If you're a lemonade stand, you can make money by selling lemonade, right? Then the second way that a company can get cash is by selling stock. You can go public. You can sell stock to private investors. You can essentially relinquish ownership of your company, fractional ownership, in exchange for money. Now, how much you can sell for depends on how much you can convince your investors to pay. Now, the third way that a company can get cash is you can borrow money. And so these are the three ways that a company gets cash. You make it during the normal course of your operations, you sell stock, or you borrow money. And we'll see how these ways blend into the cash flow statement in the next episode. But before we get to the next episode, I want to tell you the four ways that companies use cash. So we talked about the ways that the company can get cash. How do they use it? Well, the first way is maintaining the business, making sure things keep running. You got to pay your salaries to your people. You got to buy equipment. You got to pay for um, rents or leases. You have to make sure that things keep moving along. That's number one. Number two is you make investments to improve or grow the business. And this can come from a variety of different ways. Maybe you purchase that new piece of equipment that's going to double your efficiency. Maybe you make an acquisition of another business that's in your space in order to improve your bottom line. That's number two, make an investment to improve or grow the business. The third way that a company can use cash is, we'll just call this generally financial activities. So maybe you're paying interests on loans, maybe you're paying dividends to your stockholders, maybe you're buying back stock. These are all kinds of financial related transactions. And then the fourth way that a company can use its cash is, of course, the government is going to want its share of the money. So you have to pay income taxes. So those are the four ways that companies use cash. They maintain their business. They make investments to improve or grow the business. They have financial activities and they pay income taxes. So just broadly speaking, we can see that companies increase their cash levels and decrease their cash levels in a variety of ways. And in the next episode, we're going to be talking about the three categories on the cash flow statement and how that fits into our discussion here. Okay, so this has been Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason, your host, and I'll see you next time.